You're listening to another life-giving message from Living Faith Church San Diego. We are a church for sinners by sinners, and we are on a mission to help you discover your purpose, live in power, and live out your God-given potential. For more information about Living Faith Church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Again, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Now open up your hearts and minds for this transforming message from Living Faith Church. God is good, yes? Yes. Let's open in prayer. Lord, we come to you tonight with open hearts and open minds. We pray that you fill us with your spirit, that you guide us in the ways that you want to speak to us tonight. Lord, speak through me. Let my words glorify you, Lord. And I pray that you speak to each and every one of us in the way that we need to hear your voice tonight, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name I pray, amen. Amen and amen. So a couple weeks ago, when we had decided to do the superhero theme for this this thing, uh, we were all we were all in the car. I believe on the way to Allie's birthday, and uh, it was myself, Stephen, Angela, Gage, and um, I don't remember who it was, but somebody asked, "What it? What superhero would you be? Like, what superpower would you have if you could have any power in the world?" Stephen said he wanted to see the future, um, and then we had Angela, who wanted to have super strength, right? Uh, I think Gage wanted speed or something like that, and I wanted to control the weather, <laughs> right? Wouldn't that be fun? It's kind of fun to think about, like, what superpowers would I have if I could, like, you know, wave a magical wand and just have anything? If you could have any superpower, what would it be, right? What would you think about? I love superhero stuff. Any other fans of superhero stuff? Science fiction? Yes, I love it. Super huge fan. I don't quite have the bobbleheads, but I'm almost there, I swear. Um, And I think one of the reasons that we get so into superheroes and the superhero story is because they all come from tragedy. There's a way that we connect to these heroes because they come from such sad circumstances, but they're still able to rise above it and then be heroes. They go out there and they do amazing things. And of course, they're all hot, but you know, that's that. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a couple of them, you know. Yeah, maybe under the swampness. <laughs> but they all come from these broken homes, right? Superman was abandoned as a baby, and then he was raised in a place that, like, he was an alien. He, no one had the same powers as him. Nobody was able to. Um, nobody. Nobody knew what he was going through. He was completely alone and abandoned in this. And then you have Batman, right? He saw his parents get killed, like, in front of him. That's pretty traumatic. I can't even imagine. Iron Man's father was, he was a rich kid, but his dad, was a, his dad was absent, never around, so he had to deal with that. And then, of course, he gets kidnapped by a terrorist group, you know? That's pretty crazy. Daredevil was blinded in an accident as a child, right? All of them have these, like, crazy, hardcore, like, backstories that make you go, oh, wow, that sucks. See, but it's not just that. We connect with them because we see that they also have brokenness because a lot of us share brokenness. A lot of us have some kind of tragedy in our past that makes us go, you know, it's not perfect. Nobody is, but we all have a little bit of brokenness. So when we see somebody who goes through tragedy and they rise above it, we are able to connect to that story and then have hope for our own situations, which is beautiful. You see, there's a quote that says, more money, different problems. I think that the same is for these superheroes. 
you know, they go through these crazy stories where they have their, um, they have these crazy backstories and they have a transformation and then there's a big battle, right? Like big boss battle. And then, you know, woo, everybody wins at the end. Um, but you notice that their problems always get worse after they have superpowers. It's like before they had superpowers, they maybe had some drama, right? They had some unfortunate circumstances, but once they had superpowers, their issues got way worse. Then they had to battle other people with superpowers, right? They had to save whole towns, families, right? They were saving the world from like nuclear attacks. Those are way harder problems than when they didn't have powers. But so I think that it's the same thing, more power, different problems. But the same is for everything. More responsibility, different problems. It's actually a biblical verse. We have Luke 12, 48. But the one who does not know and does things deserving punishment will be beaten. We, we can skip that part. That's not what I want to talk about. <laughs> for everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. And from one who has been entrusted with much, much will be asked. Superheroes dealing with some hardcore stuff is biblical, right? In the same way that they have to deal with their problems, their problems are actually getting worse, right? The problems are getting worse. But once they're given these powers, whether they like touch a magical rock or something, and they suddenly, you know, like, buff, you know, kill things, whatever. <laughs> they have a choice in that situation. They have a choice. I could either go and be like, you know, peace, go ahead, blow up that nuke plant. I'm gonna go over here and just like lay out on a beach with my superpowers. You can save the world yourself. They have a choice, but they always choose to do the right thing. They always choose the self-sacrifice. They always choose to go and save and to do what is right in those situations. You see, they choose selfishness and self-sacrifice. And every time, the villain loses. Say amen. Amen. So I want you guys to meet Esther. Have you guys ever read Esther in the Bible? It's a very good book. Um, it's a little bit weird, but it's worth it. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to paraphrase it like hardcore, OK? Um, did you guys ever watch 300, the movie 300? This is Sparta, you know, right? OK, so uh, there's a bad guy in that movie. He's, his name is King Xerxes, right? And, um, and King, so in biblical days, there was a King Xerxes. There was a couple of them, actually. But the specific one in the book of Esser is a man who, um, he was kind of like a misogynistic jerk, right? He decided that he would throw this, like, month-long and a half party. Just drinking, 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 party, party, party. At the end of it, he was like, he's got a, a queen. He was like, I'm going to send for my queen to come to my bedroom. Girl, come here. And she's like, nah. She's like, not tonight. No, no, thank you, sir. And uh, she was no longer the queen after that. <laughs> and uh, so he actually decreed with his like buddies that no woman was allowed to refuse their husband because they were worried, oh, the queen said no, so all of the other people are going to say no to their husbands. So that's actually where it got decreed. Um, and of course, this prickly pair of a king needed a new queen. So what did he do? He held a beauty contest, right? Well, let's find the prettiest young thing out there. And, uh, and, and then he picked one. After a year of preparing them, which I'm not going to get into, um, they, he, he picked one. And the one that he picked just so happened to be a little orphan Jewish girl named Esser. She was an orphan, and she was raised by her uncle Mordecai. Such a fun name, right? 
And so while she was being prepared for a year, Mordecai actually stood outside of the gates of, the, of Xerxes' palace and waited for her, like made sure that everything was okay. He was like a father to her. And so he like camped out outside of the palace gates just to make sure everything was good. So during this year, prickly pear of a king has this like right-hand man who's just like total jerk, worst kind of jerk, okay? And he comes in and out of the gate to go home, and he sees Mordecai there every single day, and Mordecai never bows to him because he doesn't respect him. He's a, he's, there's no reason for him to bow to him. Well, uh, the jerk, whose name is actually Haman, Haman was like, well, this man won't bow to me. How am I going to get my revenge? Genocide. I, how off your rocker do you have to be to be like, I'm going to kill them all. All of them. Yep, that was him. Yeah, so he was not a good fellow in the Bible. Um, so Haman came up with this huge plot to kill all of the Jews because one of them wronged him. He was like, all of them, gone. And so he went to the king and manipulated the king in saying, oh, there's these group of people and we need to do something about them. Well, King Xerxes, the prickly pear, is not really running his kingdom. If you pay, like, he's like, okay, yeah, do whatever you want and put my seal on it. Okay, so he does. He sends out a decree to basically kill all of the Jews. And this is while Esther is queen, but she's only been queen for like a month. Right? Like, she's fresh. She's fresh. The old queen is, like, pretty fresh gone, and she's fresh in the house. So she's like, I don't want to step on any toes. And Mordecai gets the decree saying, hey, everybody's going to die. And he's like, well, Esther, I know Esther. Well, can you do something about this? He sends word, like, to speak to the king. And she's like, well, one, I've only been here, like, a month. And two, the last queen is gone. Right? And three, anyone at this time, anybody who came to the king and asked for anything, like without the king's prior consent, he could kill on the spot. That was one of his many decrees. And so uh, she was like, I am terrified. Like, I, I, you know, like this is not something that I want to like handle. And um, so there's a verse, Esther 4, 13 through 14. And this is what Mordecai sends back as a response when she's like, I'm too afraid. He says, he sent back this answer. Do not think that because you are in the king's house, you are alone of all the Jews will escape. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance from the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your fam father's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to a royal position for a time such as this. Esther is a superhero, too. See, she also had a backstory. She was an orphan. She came from nothing. She was married to a dude she didn't even know. She was, like, picked out of her little, like, like town, right? She was like, okay, you're pretty. Go to the king. Can you imagine how traumatizing that would be for, like, any young woman? You're like, okay, here you go. And, like, I know I said I wasn't going to get into it, but they, like, soak them for, like, a month in olive oil and herbs. Super weird, but that was the times, right? <laughs> for, for like a year, that's what they do. For a year, that's preparing them. It's in the Bible. Um, and so Esther is taken from her home, from her family, thrown into the situation for a year where she doesn't know anybody. She can't even see her uncle. They have to pass notes, basically. 
And then uh, she's, she's nowhere. She doesn't know anybody. And then she's faced with all of this fear. And Mordecai says, what if you were brought to this very place for a reason? What if you're going through this for a reason? So Esther was like, okay, I'm going to do something. She decided. She told Mordecai, she's like, okay, have everybody pray and fast. We're going to do something about this. And, um, and so she goes to the king and she asks for a banquet. Just come to dinner with me. She does this three times. She throws a banquet for the king. And on the third banquet, she finally says, just so you know, your buddy over here is plotting to kill all of my people. And, um, and she, she even says, like, if you were just going to, like, sell us as slaves, that's fine. But you're going to kill us, all of us. And so the, the king was like, who is doing this? And, and so Haman, the, the bad guy, sociopath, genocidal murderer, gets sent, gets killed, right? So, hooray, Esther saves the day. The king uh, tells Esther, you know, whatever you want to decree, put my name on it. Because you know, we established he's not a very good king. Um, and all of the people were saved. They made a decree that saved all of the Jewish people in the community and actually were able to fight back the enemies that were trying to kill them. So hooray, Esther saved the day, did she not? Yes or yes? You see, we all have these backstories just like Esther, but what if we're brought to a place right now in our lives? What if the place that we're at right now could bring a bigger impact? What if the struggles that we're enduring today are something that can make a bigger impact in other people's lives and even in ours. We can't see what the end of the journey is. Unfortunately, all we can see today is the struggles that we're currently enduring. But we can look back to other struggles that we've had in the past and be like, you know what, I got through this, yes or yes. And so we're gonna get through what we're going through today, yes or yes. The other thing that I wanted to talk to you guys about is what is the difference between a hero and a villain? The difference, you know, all of these heroes and villains, they all have backstories, just like us. Everybody has a backstory. All of the villains became villains because something happened. Their fiance was murdered or some kind of crazy thing happened, tragedy, and they decide to take it out on the world, take it out on other people. See, just like superheroes, they also went had, had a backstory. They had something happen to them, but they chose to do something different. And that's what makes the big difference between a villain and a superhero. See, the villains are choosing to be victims in their situation. They're choosing to allow their situations to make them hate the world. They're allowing their backstory to shape the rest of their future, right? Whereas superheroes say, okay, yes, this sucks, but I can move forward from this. I can shelve this for the moment, and go out and do what needs to be done. Yes or yes. You see, God showed me that we get to have magical powers too. Isn't that cool? So we don't need a space rock. We don't need a vat of acid or like any of the things that poof makes these people superheroes. But we're able to access powers through God. Isn't that amazing? Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm going to have a transformation. When we choose to follow Christ, we are choosing to allow God into our hearts, into our minds, into our spirits, and we are transformed. I have 2 Corinthians. So I have this in two ways. This is the New King James Version, and then I'm also going to read you the message, because I think they both have very profound words. Okay, 
messaging. So this is New King James. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Say new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are made new, become new. Can we get the next one? So this is the message. Because of this decision, we don't elevate people by what they have or how they look. We looked at the Messiah that way once and got it all wrong, as we know. We certainly don't look at him that way anymore. Is there, is there another one? Now we look inside, and what we see is that anyone united with the Messiah gets a fresh start. Say fresh start. Fresh start. The old life is gone. Say gone. Gone. And a new life emerges. Look at that. All this comes from the God who settled the relationship between us and him. Was there one more? And then called us to settle our relationships with each other. God put the world square with himself through the Messiah, giving the world a fresh start, say fresh start, start. by offering forgiveness of sins. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm going to have a transformation. Now say, watch out, I'm a new person. There you go. And guess what? Not only did you get transformed, just like every superhero, you are now a superhero. You now have powers. Tell your neighbor I have powers. Can I get Romans 8.11, please? And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also Give your mortal bodies life because of his spirit who lives in you. Say amen. amen. The, the power that raised Christ from the dead. The, I am just saying, that is the ultimate superhero, Jesus. Yes or yes? Because all of the other superheroes are in comics, they're fiction, which is cool. It's fun to like watch and listen to and read, whatever. But like we have like a real one. Like the real one. We have a real superhero who was born perfect and then had tragedy happen. He has a backstory too. He had to go through a transformation. He died and rose again and was triumphant. Yes or yes? We have Galatians 5.22. So what are these superpowers? So what are these, what are these gifts that God gives us? A couple of weeks ago, Angela spoke on the gifts of the spirit. Um, which I won't recite, but they're off of the top of my memory. But we have the gifts of the Spirit, right? Which is like prophetic, right? These are gifts that we can use to aid other people, right? These are superpowers that we get to have that make other people's lives better, which is amazing. But God also gives you powers to make your everyday life better. Say yes. Are you guys ready to know what your superpowers are? Can we get a little bigger amen from that? Amen. Okay. So we have Galatians 5.22. The fruit of the Spirit is the superpowers that you get to have on a daily basis in your life. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You're like, oh, those are cute. But But like peace. Peace. 
when your life is falling apart. That is a superpower, yes or yes. Kindness in a world that is cruel is a superpower, yes or yes. Goodness, when there's so much hate in this world, is a superpower, yes or yes. Love, joy, all of these are amazing superpowers when we use them. And we get to use them on a daily basis because that spirit lives within each one of you. Say yes. That means that when we accept Christ, we get to become superheroes. We actually go through a transformation, right? We've now been transformed. We are these new people. We have these superpowers. Now what do we got to do with these superpowers? Fight battles. Right? We got to fight some battles. And we tend to have worse battles with our superpowers and bigger enemies. Why? Because we have a greater potential to make change in the world. Yes or yes? Because with the superpowers that God gave us, we get a target on our back. Things start going wrong pretty fast. And that's because the enemy wants to stop you. He wants to slow you down from making a change in other people's lives. See, we all have battles. And some of us are going through battles today, whether it's health, finances, and there's so much that, that goes wrong in our lives. But I want to tell you today that you guys get to choose a champion. Isn't that cool? You guys, just like, like I don't know where in history, so can't give you that one, but somewhere in history, people used to be able to choose their champions when they battled. They're like, okay, like I'm scrawny, but this dude right here is going to fight for me. He's going to win. You guys get the champion that always wins. Isn't that amazing? Yes or yes? I know. Yes, the champion that wins. You are guaranteed to win your battle every single time. Every single time. That is a superpower. Yes or yes? Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm picking God as my champion. See, when we give it to God... When we come to God with our problems, with, with our battles, when we're like, God, I'm struggling with this, he says, all right, I'll take it. When we come to God with anything that we're struggling with in our lives, he's like, I've got this. I will be your champion. But all you have to do is ask. Otherwise, you're going through that battle yourself. Just like in the old days, if you're, if you're going to fight, if you don't select a champion, you're fighting. But today, through Christ, you're able to pick a champion that always wins always wins and you're able to triumph say triumph see in all of these hero tales the hero always succeeds yes or yes sometimes it takes time sometimes it takes a sequel or two but there's always a success right sometimes there's loss sometimes there's all kinds of battles that they have to go through along the way through the battle but they always succeed in the end. See, I want to tell you guys about something that happened in Israel back in 2017. Uh, there was a the worst drought that Israel's like always in drought, they're a desert. Um, but this is the worst drought that they'd seen back in 2017, and they hadn't rained a drop in like five years. It was absolutely awful. They were worried about how they were going to feed their people. Their crops were failing. And they were actually becoming really stressed. So they actually put out a, a, a note to the entire nation. Hey, everybody, we're going to go pray. We're going to go fast for rain. And so they did. And, you know, I love this quote. It's actually um, 
what the one of the nation's leaders said to their people in the thing. He said, bring umbrellas because together we will tear open the gates of heaven. Say yes. And people showed up in a drought in the desert praying at the wall with umbrellas. Within 48 hours, it started to rain. It started to rain. Tell your neighbor, say, grab your umbrella, it's going to rain. Tonight, I want you guys to stand with me in the desert. If everybody could stand up and close their eyes with me. I want you to imagine that you're standing in a desert with your umbrella. You know that God is going to provide. I want you to think about all of the things that you're struggling with, all of the fears, the health battles, all of the struggles, financial, whatever it is. I want you to think about it. And just like the people in Israel did just a few years ago, you're standing in in the desert, in the drought, and you're saying, God, I believe you. I believe in your triumph. I believe that you will deliver because you said you would, yes or yes. I want you to take all of those tonight, all of those battles, and I want you to bring them to God. And I'd like to pray with you guys. So if you could just keep your head bowed and your eyes closed. God, thank you for being so loving and so amazing that we get to come to you with our battles, with our struggles, with our pains, with our circumstances, with our situations that we're able to bring it all to you standing in the desert in a drought with an umbrella because we believe that you will make it rain. We believe that you will bring a miracle to our lives, Lord. And we thank you for that. We thank you in advance. We believe that the rain is coming our way and that the blessing is coming upon each and every one of us that we're able to really interact with you and have a connection with you and that you are really going to do amazing, miraculous things in our lives, Lord. And we thank you for that. We bring to you all of the things that we've been holding, the things that we don't have to carry anymore, the things that we don't have to haul around because you are our champion, Lord. We thank you that you are there in every single battle that we bring to you, Lord. We ask for guidance that we come to you more with the battles that we struggle with on a daily basis, Lord, and that we bring them to you because you are the champion and you will be the one that takes over everything and heals everything in our lives, Lord. God, we stand here in the desert knowing that you are about to make it rain, Lord. And so I thank you. I thank you for that you are love us so much, that you are a champion, that you've given us an ability to transform, to let go of our old selves and become new creations in you, Lord. Completely new. That means we get to leave it all behind. That means we get to walk a fresh path without that weight, Lord. So I thank you. So with your eyes closed and your heads bowed, Lord, first I'd like to pray with the people who are coming back to Christ or maybe are coming to Christ for the first time saying, I need that transformation, Lord. So if everyone in the room could pray with me to encourage those who are doing this for their first time, pray with me, please. Lord, 
We come to you today with heavy hearts. We come to you today with heavy hearts. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. Come into my life. Come into my life. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Now help me to live for you the rest of this life. Lord, and I pray for every heart in this room. You guys don't have to repeat anymore. <laughs> I'm praying for you now. Lord, we come to you, and I pray that every heart in this room, every ear listening, every eye watching, Lord, feels your presence tonight feels your presence in their heart and all of the dark places that have maybe locked away, Lord. All of the areas that they've kind of locked off to you, God, I pray that you crack, the, crack a window. Let the light in, Lord. Help us to become the new creations that you call us to be. The battles will continue, but we know that you are our champion, Lord. So I pray for healing and restoration in all the lives of those here and listening to my voice right now, Lord. You are the ultimate champion, and we thank you and praise you for the rain and the blessings that are coming our way. In Jesus' mighty name I pray, amen. God bless you all. Thanks for listening to this life-giving message from Living Faith Church. For more information about our church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, and we will see you next time on the Living Faith Church Podcast.